Chapter One of Wopsy: The Adventures of a Guardian Angel. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Wopsy: The Adventures of a Guardian Angel, by Gerald F. Scriven, W.F. Forward. Have you thought very much about your guardian angel? Have you wondered about his size, or about the feel of his wings, or how closely he walks beside you? Or what he does when you are asleep? We have asked many boys and girls these questions, and everyone gives us different answers. One little girl likes to think of her angel dressed in a fluffy blue gown and gold slippers. But her brother quickly disagreed. Ah, oh, he can't wear that if he goes fishing with me. Actually, your guardian angel is a pure spirit. Pure means that he is all spirit and has no body. It is hard for us human beings to imagine what a spirit really is and it is much easier for us to think of angels as having bodies. So, in this book, Wopsy is like a lovable human being, and no matter what picture you have in mind about your guardian angel, he acts more or less like Wopsy. He is busy day and night, loving God as hard as he can by taking good care of you. Chapter 1. Taking Charge Now there was in heaven a very small angel whose name was Wopsy. This wasn't really an angel's name, for such names are usually beautiful. He was called Wopsy because even the archangels had a hard time remembering his real name, which had fourteen letters. Ever since Wopsy could remember, and he had a very good memory for such a small angel, he had spent all his time loving God. Then one day God called him by his long and beautiful name, and Wopsy paid attention quickly because it was so unusual. God said, you are going to be a guardian angel and watch over people as well as loving me. When Wopsy heard this, he just couldn't help clapping his hands, which were angel hands, of course, and made a beautiful sound like little silver bells tinkling. You see, he had always envied, in quite an angelic sort of way, of course, the important angels who guarded people from harm and from big and little devils. Wopsy wasn't a bit afraid of devils, for whom he had a great contempt quite out of proportion to his size. Then God told Wopsy that because he was only small and without any experience, he would have to start guarding a very small person, in fact, just a baby who lived in Africa. Wopsy was so excited. Oh, how lovely, cried Wopsy, and his hands tinkled and tinkled. He loved black babies, all the little angels did, because they had big white eyes and such a beautiful shiny black skin. "'May I call him Shiny?' asked Wopsy at once, and God said he could call him anything he liked, because he had only a horrible pagan name, which meant he who eats too much. Besides, God said he hoped that if Wopsy looked after him well, he who eats too much would one day be baptized and have a lovely Christian name. So Wopsy flew off, his wings making a noise like butterflies when they are happy. First he flew to see some important guardian angels, who were not busy just then, but who had lots of experience, and he asked them for some tips. They gave him so many that Wopsy got them all mixed up and had to spend quite a time straightening them out. When all was ready at last and the ideas were all neatly stored away between the feathers of his wings, Wopsy flew off and slid right down a moonbeam because he was a very happy little angel and landed right in front of the hut where he who eats too much lived with his parents. Wopsy clapped his hands outside the door, but no one came. So he went right through the door, as angels do, and looked for the black baby. "'Oh, dear,' he said, "'what an awful place to live in, and wherever are you, Shiny?' 
Just then he heard a tiny noise under a piece of cloth in the corner, and there he found the tiniest black baby he had ever seen. Oh, said Wopsy, what a lovely black baby, and how beautifully shiny. Then he kissed him with an angel's kiss, which made the baby stop making a noise at once. It opens its eyes, and Wopsy looked right down into its soul. But suddenly Wopsy trembled and nearly fell over with horror, for right down in the soul of Shiny he saw nothing but darkness, and he knew it was caused by original sin. Oh, dear, said Wopsy, I must try to change that. Then he went outside and sat on a stone to think. But as soon as he sat down, he started loving God as hard as he could, because he knew that was the best way to find out what to do. Poor Wopsy! It had been a shock to find that the soul of a black baby was as black as its skin. Wopsy had never seen a soul like that before. They didn't have any like that in heaven. It made him feel quite poorly for a minute or two. Of course, it wasn't Shiny's fault that his soul was black. But there it was, and it did seem a shame. He really must do something about it. For quite a long time, Wopsy sat and loved God as hard as he could. Then he sprang up and flew off to do some exploring. First of all, though, he took another peep at Shiny, to make sure he was safe and sound and sleeping peacefully. Then he was off, in and out of the trees, over the fields and hills, seeing what he could do. What a lot of queer beasts there were prowling about under the trees. They were so wonderful, especially the lions and the elephants, that Wopsy simply had to stop on a tree and praise God about them for a bit. Just to be on the safe side, and because he felt it his duty, Wopsy flew back to Shiny for a minute. It didn't take him long to get there, because small angels have a simply marvelous way of getting about, even when there are no moonbeams to slide down. He arrived just in time to chase away two enormous beetles and a spider that were going to wake Shiny up and make him scream. Then he flew off again, back over the trees, faster than any bird, until he came to a village, where he had a peep at lots of black men and women all fast asleep. Wopsy was glad to see all these people so quiet and good. He said to himself, If they're all like that, they can't be very difficult to look after. But another guardian angel, with lots of experience, who happened to be passing, said, You wait till they all wake up. Honestly, you never saw such a crowd. Wopsy didn't stay to have a chat, although he would have liked to, for you see, he had to get his bit of exploring done before daybreak. Off he flew again till he saw another village in the distance. Then suddenly his wings fluttered and trembled, his eyes danced with real angel joy, and with a song of happiness he flew straight towards a tiny building where a little lamp was burning. Before you could say Jack Robinson, he was inside and dancing about, tinkling his hands and fluttering his wings. Then he knelt down and bowed very low, and was quiet for a long time. He was just loving God as hard as he could, and thinking about Shiny with a black soul that didn't shine at all. Presently he sprang up, waved his hand to say goodbye, and flew off over the trees again. It was nearly morning now, and the treetops were full of brightly colored birds singing away as hard as they could. It seemed to Wopsy that they were all loving God too, and that made him very happy. So he sat for a minute on the topmost branch of a tree, and tinkled his hands together, and sang his own song about loving God. It was a wonderful song. Now it sounded just like the nightingale in the evening, now like a little stream chasing through the reeds and tumbling over the stones, now like a little breeze playing in the leaves. 
but all the time there was another part which was more quiet and beautiful, and that was the real angel part of the song. When morning came and the sun peeped through the trees, Wopsy flew back to the hut to keep an eye on Shiny. He sat down beside him and went on singing his angel song, thinking what a pity it was that Shiny couldn't sing it too. End of chapter 1